Welcome to the Harvest Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that this message will bring healing and encouragement to you. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning, church. You know, uh, Pastor Allen, I know. Good morning, Pastor Allen. He's in Malacca and he's watching. This morning, you know, once a pastor, always a pastor, regardless of where you are. He says we'll be, we'll be attending church. I know you are, and uh, we all are. Praise the Lord. Are you happy in church? Yeah. I can't ask you to give me a smile, because all of you are behind a mask. But you can smile to yourself, right? You know, a smile comes from the heart. And when the heart smiles, it actually reaches the eye. I can see your eyes, some of you. So you need to see nearer. This morning, I want to share with you on the topic, I hear and I obey. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word to us. And this morning, as we listen to the word of God, I pray that you give us a hearing heart. And I pray also that the word will bring forth fruit in its season. Thank you, Lord, that we not only hear, but we can obey you as well. And we ask the Holy Spirit this morning to come and minister to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I hear and I obey. Let me just share with you. Can you hear and not obey? Can you hear and not obey? Yeah, possible. Can you obey and not hear? Probably not, right? Because if you obey, you have to hear something in order to obey. What to obey? Do you need to hear before you obey? Yes. Do you need to obey before you hear? Not quite sure, huh? because sometimes we also follow blindly. Huh? But this morning, I just want to say this. The answer is, we cannot unless we cannot obey unless we hear. But it is useless to hear and not obey. True? Yes. Therefore, I hear and I obey. This morning, I pray that as you hear the word of God, you will also obey the word of God. Let me share with you some sayings. Uh, A.W. Tozer says, Most Christians didn't hear or don't hear God's voice because we are already decided we ain't going to do what he says. Sounds familiar? I may pull this pulpit down one day. <laughs> Sounds familiar? We, do, we, we choose because we don't want to hear, because we don't want to obey. God, if I hear you, if you tell me, I may have to go to Timbuktu. So I don't want to hear. Don't, 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 don't tell me. Tell it to my neighbor. A.W. Stelzer says this. D.L. Moody says this. There will be no peace in my soul until it is willing to obey the voice of God. That's why we see many people try to run away from God. And there's no peace. You and I know who, right? Jonah tried. And uh, he continued to end up in where God wanted him to be. Or another saying says, We cannot obey God until we listen to his word. 
Because we don't know what He's telling us Be obedient Even If you do not know Where your obedience May lead you to Sinclair Ferguson says this Not to anyone But to God's word Be obedient That's why James tells us Be doers of the word And not hearers only Deceiving yourself And Luke says Blessed are those who hear and obey This morning I also want to say this Blessed are those who hear and obey Let's see some of the things the Bible teaches About people who hear and obey What are the results I want to share with you on Josiah Josiah was noted for his reformation Or he was a reformer Who was Josiah? Josiah was a young king He was only 8 years old When he became king Some of us couldn't do many things for ourselves When we are 8 years old Some children need to be fed But Josiah became king when he was 8 years old And the Bible says He was a good king And one of the greatest of Israel's king But more importantly Josiah was noted for his reform, reformation And his change brought an indelible part Into the life of Israel Let's see in 1 Kings chapter 22 Verses 1 to 2 The Bible says Josiah was 8 years old When he began to reign And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem but more importantly, I'd like you to notice this phrase He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord And walked in all the way of David his father And he did not turn aside to the right or to the left He was very focused when God put him on the throne And he did obey the voice of God He did everything right But Doing things right doesn't mean the citizen do the things right As the years go by, the Bible tells us that in the 18th year of uh, Josiah's reign Something went wrong The Bible continues to say that Shephan, the son of Azaliah The secretary uh, to the house of the Lord, to Hilkiah When they found the law they found the word of the Lord And when they found the word of the Lord Something happened Because the Bible says that When they found the word of the Lord They begin to check themselves They were not doing according to what the word of the Lord says So Josiah says to his secretary He says, go inquire of the Lord for me and for the people Okay Okay Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law And what happened was He says um, Great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us Because the people have not obeyed God's word The people have not obeyed God's word And Josiah once he heard about it Once he knew that his people did not obey God's word What did he start doing? He says to his 
secretary, he says, Go inquire of the Lord for me, for all the people of Judah. You know why? Because he cares for the people concerning the book, words of the book that has been found. Because you know why? Hikaiah says this, Wrath of God is kindled against you because our father have not obeyed the words of the law. And so when, has it, when Josiah heard about this, he didn't just hear, but he did something. What did he do? He started to restore. What did he do? Worship in 2 Kings. He did not delay in what he ought to do. Because of, the, of their not obeying the word, he says, Thus says the Lord, I will bring disaster upon the inhabitants, for they have forsaken me and made offerings to other gods, that they provoke God to anger, and the wrath of God will be kindled against this place. Before God could do anything to them, Josiah says, I hear, and I'm going to do something about it. And he heard, and he began to restore true worship into the kingdom of God. That's what he did. He heard the voice of God, and he obeyed. Going down to the New Testament, Jesus with his disciples also said this. He, who were the disciples? What were they doing? What do they have in common? Who were they? They were just ordinary men. What were they doing? They were just going about in their way of life. But you know what they have in common? They hear God and they obey. Let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 to 4. Tells us when Jesus calls Simon and Peter and Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, John, Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Zebedee, Thaddeus, and Judas. When he called them, he had a reason. He called them and he says, I give you authority over unclean spirits to cast out and to heal every disease and affliction. This was the call that God gave to his disciples. Did the disciples listen? They, 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 they heard the voice of, call, of God. But Jesus go a bit further. He not only called them, but the Bible says he sends them out. And that's why in Matthew, and I'd like you to pay attention to this verse. Matthew chapter 9, verse 7, 37 and 38. He says, Go nowhere among the Gentiles to end uh, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go to the lost sheep of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying, what were they going to proclaim? The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. They, they therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of harvest to send out laborers into the vineyard. You know, we say this, Jesus is the light of the world. The world needs to hear the gospel, right? And we preach and we share, you know, the word of God. But I thank God that in the days of Christ, he called the disciples. The disciples heard 
and the disciples went throughout the world, the nation of that day. And that's why we also are able to hear the word of God. They hear and they obey because Jesus had a mission and he couldn't do it alone. So he called his disciples and tell them the urgency. That's why he says this in John. He says, do not say there are yet four months and then comes harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the field are white to harvest. This is a very urgent call. Look at the field, for they are white to harvest. The same thing, this call was so urgent. This message was so urgent that later he sent out his 72 disciples. And he said to the 72, the same word, the same phrase of what he said earlier in John chapter 4. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of harvest and send out laborers into his harvest. Exact words that he said in Matthew. He said the words again and again and again. You know, friends, this is not the call of those days. In the book of Revelation, the Bible also says this. Put in the sickle. The Bible says that we are harvested. It says, put in the sickle and reap. For the hour has come, for the harvest of the earth is fully ripe. He who, he who sat on the cloud swung his sickle across the earth, and the earth was reaped, and the earth was reaped. Put in the sickle. The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And I'm thankful that not only the disciples went, but you begin to see a very, the apostle, the apostle who was so much against the Christians in those days. Yes, you guess him right. He was Paul. Paul was so much against the Christian that at this time, he was on the way to persecute the Christian. But you know what happened? He hear God. He hear God. And the best part of it, let's see that what the Bible says. He hear God. And uh, God says, let me just read. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. And so, what did Paul do? When he hear what God, what Jesus asked him to do, the Bible says, he arose and he went and he obeyed. That's the key point in Paul's life. And so we know that he changed, his life changes after that. No more against God, but for God. No more against the Christians, but for the Christians. Why? Because he hear and he obeyed. But more so, the Paul was so great that he also carries this burden that what Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Say not there are yet four months, and then comes harvest. 
And so Paul says in First uh, Corinthians chapter nine, verse sixteen, he says, "Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel, for if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am still entrusted with stewardship, that in my preaching I may preach the gospel." Paul here. What God expected of him, and Paul says, "Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Woe to me if I do not share the gospel. If God in, in not sharing, the people in the world will die without Christ." And Paul continued. That's why he was such a great missionary. We know that he planted churches in Ephesus, in Corinth. In Pergamos, in uh, in yeah, in many of these places, in his missionary journey, not only once, twice, but the Bible says Paul went on three missionaries' journeys because he hear the word, and he says, "Woe to me if I preach not the gospel." Paul went. What about you? Paul surrenders his life today. Who will go, and who will say? Who will stay and who will say, "Here I am, send me"? We know that missionaries in the Bible. We know that missionaries, like Hudson Taylor and Adoniram Judson. I was reading about the biography. You know, it wasn't easy, but they here and they went. It wasn't easy for them. In fact, Adoniram Judson was thrown in prison, and you know what he did? He was actually translated the Bible into the Burmese language in those days, Burmese, ah,、huh? and it was one of the best translation work that not much needed to be done, all right, in editing. So, but they sacrificed their life. But you know what? They all hear, and they obey. Today, who will go? Who will I send? Who can I send? Who have heard? Who have obeyed? This is my question and challenge to you. And I want to pause here, just to share a testimony. Probably about half a half a century ago, where I was no older or younger than Pastor Ruben, like you are in the church. Happy, no problem. Young people full of life, just so ambitious. All things plan out, chart out. I want to do this, do this, do this, do this, and all the money I can make. Is that your plan? Of course, there's nothing wrong in planning, right? You better plan. You have no plans, you plan to fail, and I all charted it out. But God has a greater plan. There I was in a youth camp, where the Lord put a burden on me, and the exact words that I'm sharing with you this morning: the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of Harvest will send forth laborers into His harvest field. I obeyed. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I obeyed, but it wasn't easy, because after some years of pastoring. I went into the Bible school to teach. 
I have students who are not very much younger than me. You know, those days, the young people will go, I feel the call of God, and they were not, not much younger than me. And I'm just saying, God, what am I doing here? You know, these are all young people, but I love them dearly. The reason why they're there, I love them. All right? They have the best of my youth, honestly. Then as the years go by, I don't find many young people in the church already. Of course, I also grow older. <laughs> then I see the older ones responding. I should be very happy, right? I should be. doesn't matter. But you know what? I ask God, where are all the young people? What happened to them? You know, people tell me, Ah, yeah, Pastor Betty, these days, they will serve God second time, they will have their job, they have their profession, then they will come and serve the Lord. They'll make money first. And I'm quite sad about that. And today, the same thing I'm asking you. Where are all the people who will say God today and say, I hear and I obey. I hear and I obey. We are the people busy making money or would you do today like Isaiah? Isaiah says this, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for me? Then I said, here I am, send me. And he said, go and say to these people. Isaiah heard the voice of God. Isaiah obeyed. He went. Let's all this morning hear the voice of God and say, God, the harvest truly is plenteous but the laborers are few. And I will be the one in the harvest field if you call me before it is too late. Don't be like Jeremiah that says in Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 20, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not safe. It would be very, very difficult for each one of us to face heaven's door and say the summer is ended. The harvest is past and we are not safe. But this morning, let us say, God, I hear and I obey. Wherever you are, you may be hearing me from the home, everywhere. But if God has placed a burden in your heart. If God has placed a love in your heart for the people, say, yes, Lord, here am I, send me. I have never regretted those days. Three days ago, someone called me. You know, when I was preparing this sermon, I woke up crying. <laughs> Sorry. But three days ago, someone said this, Pastor Betty, are you not going to retire? I said, what? <laughs> of course not, because I love what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. And a uh, few years ago, when my classmates meet, some are not believers, and they tell me how much money they make, 
how much the, the denture cost, the implant treat cost, 60,000, 50,000. And I stood there. I came out of that dinner feeling miserable, feeling sorry for myself, really. You know, but you know, God is so good. God is so good. <laughs> Let's all stand and sing this song. I hear and I obey. Whoever you are, whether it is to say, God, I want to, I hear you. And today I also decided that I'm going to go to serve you in the ministry. And you say this, God, I'm going to offer myself. Or maybe you are in your workplace and God has called you very specially to do what you need to do. This morning, let's say, God, I offer my life to you. Because I tell you, it's the best decision I made. Yes, I may not be the best teacher. I may not have all the money, but I have the satisfaction. Even today, I don't have a church to show. My, 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 they were my students. I spent 20 over years at the Bible school. They come, they go, they graduate. They pastor bigger church. They're more popular than me. But I love them. And I know that God asked me just to play a very small part. If we all play our part, God will honor you.